0: Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hempel. Last time, we talked about the definition of spiritual warfare. What is spiritual warfare? Today, we're going to talk about prayer as a weapon. We're going to look at verses that that uh, enlighten us about the fact that prayer is a weapon we can use in our daily lives. Um 1 Peter 3.12, let me start with that one from the NLT. 1 Peter 3.12 says, The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. So God is watching over those who do right, and he's listening for their prayers. That's motivation to do right, isn't it? Uh, that sort of reminds me of my favorite verse in the whole Bible, which comes from the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles, 16, chapter, uh, uh, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. The first part in the NLT says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is searching the earth, looking for hearts committed to him so he can support them. That's a, a very comforting statement. Uh, an insight. Lord, I trust you to watch over me. I know you see everything I face and everything I fear. Forgive me for all my fears, Lord, and help my faith to grow beyond fear. Help me to choose righteousness so your face will shine on me with gladness. Remind me that you listen to the prayers of the godly and are against those who do evil. In Jesus' name. Another verse we can't overlook Um, talking about prayer as a weapon, is James 5.16. I really like how it's worded in the amplified version of the Bible. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Wow, I love how that's worded. Lord, this is another promise from your holy word that I have discounted and overlooked. Please forgive me for minimizing the importance of confession combined with fervent prayer. Remind me that obedience in this produces healing power and wonderful results. Open my mind to accept this and open my eyes to see it fulfilled. Grant me a heart willing to confess my sins and pray in faith with all my heart so that the healing I so desperately need can come in Jesus' name. Another thing about prayer that, that encourages us to use this as a weapon is that, that uh, Ephesians 6.18 teaches that we need to make prayer our lifestyle, Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Also, verse eighteen there says, uh, "Pray with prayer with alertness. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers." Uh, specific words in the very next verse in Ephesians six, verse nineteen. Specific words have power. Pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words. So I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jew and Gentile alike. Also in that same verse, ask for boldness. Pray for boldness. Be full of boldness. Pray for me to ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain. Uh, one more thing that verse is bringing up is unity. We need unity now more than ever. Pray for unity. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news The gospel news is for Jew and Gentile alike. A united church is what we need. That was, Jews and Gentiles couldn't have been more different. One looked down on the other terribly, but Paul was encouraging, uh, working together, being one, being unified. Lord, I praise you as the one who's always ready to listen, ready to help. Remind me that you're able and you care about every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name. Another verse that powerfully connects the dots here on prayer as a weapon is James 5, verse 17. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. We can do what Elijah did. Think about that. What what kind of power uh, uh, is in that? How's that for a weapon? And he's pointing out here in James five seventeen that Elijah's just as human as we are. He's a man just like us, some versions say. Lord, so many times I've prayed without really believing. Forgive me. Grant me the faith from now on to pray for your agenda to be fulfilled and know that it will. Use me however you see fit in this endeavor, in Jesus' name. Another thing we need to do is pray about everything, literally everything. It teaches us that in Philippians 4 verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. So don't forget to thank him. I want to show you two ways uh, in my life I've tried to implement uh, prayer into my daily life. Two stories that, that illustrate that. One was this telemarketer that I talked to one day. You know, I used to own a business and I would get a lot of calls trying to get me involved in this or that. And so the secretary, because of my schedule, was trying to weed out the calls that were just people trying to sell me something. But every once in a while, one would get through and they did it usually by pretending that they they knew me. Oh, I, we talked a few months ago and he was interested in this and we needed to finalize you know, something like that. So one day I get, you know, your know, message, hey, there's somebody online, too. And I answer him and the guy was, hey, Steve, we talked about six months ago, and and uh, we talked about how, in fact, mostly you do bonds instead of stocks, and I've got a great bond. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, I've never talked to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was about six months ago. Uh, we talked about the fact that you do bonds more than stocks. And I said, no, it can't be, because I've never talked to anybody about that. I've never said that to anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it was. We, we talked six months ago, and I said, dear God, please forgive him for lying in Jesus' name. He said, shut up, shut up, shut up. There is no God. And click. He hung up the phone. I hope he went home and thought about that. I was praying for him to be forgiven. He was absolutely lying. I want God to forgive him, but I want him to wake up to his own sin too. Another interesting story that helps illustrate uh, prayer as a weapon is one day I got a phone call from a, a Mount Pleasant outreach ministry. They were one of our customers. They had recently purchased a machine, some equipment from one of my salesmen. And um, this guy called and said, uh, wanted to talk to the owner. Well, they gave me the call. And uh, I said, hello, Steve Hemphill. And the guy, his name was Steve also. And he said, yeah, Steve, this is, this is uh, Steve so-and-so with Mount Pleasant Outreach. And about a, a few months ago, your uh, salesman sold us a machine and he said, uh, we could get out of this lease anytime we wanted to. So I need to get out of the lease. Would you um, you know, come pick it up? When can you come? And I said, well, okay, well, hold on. Just give me your uh, phone number and your serial number. And I'll look up the paperwork on your machine. And, and we can schedule what needs to happen. So he gave me all that. And people get confused. Sometimes we quote them a lease, a rent, a purchase, and they forget which way they went. Uh, but they remember certain words. I can get out of this lease anytime. Well, there are certain leases you can do that but um, the cheapest way is usually not the ones that, are, that are, uh, you can get out of anytime. So I went and looked up his paperwork and I found out that he'd signed a three year non-cancelable lease, just like borrowing the money at the bank. And he was um, three months behind on his payments. And, and he also owed us $350 for uh, service and supplies for that piece of equipment. So I called him back, and I said, Steve, first of all, uh, let me apologize that you thought our salesman said that that the lease that you signed was a cancelable lease, because this one's not. It's This is a three-year lease, and you're only six months into it, and um, um, if you need to get out of it now, I, I do have people that can take over leases, but I may need a little time to find someone that'll need that that exact machine and and get him to take over the payments for you. And he said, uh, well, your salesman said we could cancel it anytime we wanted to. And I've already talked to my lawyer and he said that was a verbal contract. So I wanna know when you're gonna come pick it up. What are you gonna do for me today? And I said, well, today I'm gonna recommend that you catch up on your payments. You're three payments behind and I can't get somebody to take over the payments when you owe back payments. And of course, he didn't like hearing that and, and it, it, it's I'm sure it was embarrassing And he said, uh, well, I've already talked to my lawyer and it's a verbal contact. What are you going to do for me today? And I I said, that's all I can do today is recommend you catch up on your payments. So uh, he said, well, fine, you'll you'll be hearing from my lawyer. And I said, well, okay. hold on before before you hang up. uh, I'm assuming since you're an outreach ministry in Mount Pleasant, I'm assuming you're a Christian. Are you a Christian? He said, yes. And I said, uh, well, I'm a Christian, too. And if it's okay with you, why don't we pray about this together on the phone before we hang up? And he said, okay. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I've been in situations like this before, Steve, where somebody prayed a real condescending prayer, and I don't want to do that to you. So I'll tell you what let's do. Let, Let me start the prayer, and then I won't say amen, then I'll just pause and let you finish the prayer. And that way, if I mess up anything in the first half of this prayer, you can fix it in the last half, okay? And he said, Okay. So I started out, I said, dear God, I I pray your greatest blessings on Steve and his Mount Pleasant outreach ministry there. And I pray you'd help him through this difficult financial situation that apparently he's in right now and, and use his ministry, however best benefits the kingdom. And, And father, if there's anything else you want me to do for him, other than what I've already told him I would do, I pray you'd put that on my, on my heart to do that in Jesus name. And I sat there and sat there, and sat there, and I want you to know two minutes on the phone of dead silence is a very long time, but I was going to make him finish that prayer, and finally, he spoke up, and he said, dear God, everything Steve said, in Jesus' name, amen. I never heard from him again. He paid his payments, and he paid for the service and supplies, and I'm just here to tell you, prayer still works, and God's still on the throne, So I'm going to suggest to you that a big part of your personal battle plan needs to be prayer. And, And I mean, pray more often, pray more diligently, play more specific, pray with more boldness, make it your lifestyle and first response instead of a last resort. Integrate prayer into your daily life, however you feel God leading you to do that. And then watch what God does and you will be amazed. I'll see you next time on Battle Plan where we're going to discuss truth as a weapon. Keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you.